In the last episode, we discussed the four senses of sacred scripture. In today's episode, we'll hear the reflections of a saint and doctor of the church who applied one of the spiritual senses of scripture to a seemingly boring passage of the Old Testament. Welcome to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck White. Please join me on an adventurous search for the true, the good, and the beautiful. Scientists once thought that over 98% of the DNA in the human genome was useless. They called it junk DNA. As they studied this junk DNA, they discovered, surprise, surprise, that most of it did indeed have some usefulness in the human body. I think of this sometimes when I read the Old Testament and encounter one of those long lists of names, usually genealogies, or long lists of places. The book of Numbers is famous for these, and there's a temptation to consider it of little use and to skip over it quickly, but that could be a mistake. One saint that appreciated these parts of sacred scripture was St. Peter Damien. St. Peter Damien was born late in the 10th century in northern Italy and was a priest, a Benedictine monk, a cardinal, and eventually was declared a doctor of the church. In a letter to a friend named Hildebrand, the future Pope Gregory VII, he provided a Lenten meditation on the 33rd chapter of the book of Numbers. This chapter is simply a list of the 42 waypoints or rest stops that the Israelites took as they left Egypt and traveled through the wilderness to the Promised Land. It's a list of places. That's it. St. Peter Damien applied the allegorical sense that we discussed in the last episode, using the name of the place or a detail about it to provide a meditation for each of the days of Lent. You'll see that this medieval saint had a wonderful grasp and knowledge of the sacred scriptures and was familiar with them in their original language. Let me read just four short excerpts. Quote, The second camp was made at Sukkoth. Sukkoth is said to mean tents, and thus the first advance of the soul occurs when it avoids earthly disturbances like pilgrims and strangers does not build a home, but erects an exile's tent, lamenting with the prophet, Hard is my lot, and my exile is prolonged. Or from the sixth stage, the sixth place that the Israelites stopped on their travels through the wilderness. Then the text says that they left Merah and came to Elam, where there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees. You'll note that after the bitterness of temptation, they came to a most pleasant place of sweet fruit and flowing water. And thus, after struggling with temptations, they were brought to the palm trees. And through parched and arid lands that caused intolerable thirst, they came to an abundant supply of living water. Truly, Almighty God, the physician of souls, manages everything in an ordered way as follows. Just as honey is infused with color 
Joy is mixed with sadness and sadness with joy, so that when the soul is struck down by illness, it may never take pride in its well-being, and when at length it is restored, it will not succumb to adversity. End quote. Here's another one corresponding to the Israelites' 17th rest stop in the wilderness. Quote, then they moved on to Libna, which may be translated as whitening. We are not unaware that at times the word whitewash is used for crime, as is said in reference to tombs covered with whitewash or to a whitewashed wall. But here we must think of that whitening which Isaiah said, quote, Though your sins are scarlet, they will become as white as snow. Though they are dyed in crimson, they will become white as wool. And in the psalm, they will be whitened with snow as anzalman. And in the Apocalypse, it is said that Jesus' hair was like white wool. Accordingly, whitening here is properly understood as proceeding from the brightness of the true light and as coming down from the brilliance of the highest vision. End quote. And the last excerpt I'll read is from the 42nd and last encampment of the Israelites in the wilderness. Quote, the last encampment was in the lowlands of Moab by the Jordan near Jericho. We force ourselves to undertake this long journey and with such difficulty and effort struggle through the vast wilderness of this world that by all this we may reach the Jordan, that is, come to inexhaustible fullness of heavenly wisdom. Along its banks we pitch our pilgrim tent and hurry to cleanse ourselves in its waters, washing away all the filth of Egypt, that thus purified we may enter the promised land. End quote. The filth of Egypt. It makes us want to hear St. Peter Damien in person. So friends, there's an example of the spiritual sense, specifically the allegorical sense of scripture. In the next episode, we'll discuss four ways to make sense of the very controversial violence we find when reading the story of the Israelites' conquest of Canaan. Until then, God bless. You've been listening to the Thoughtful Catholic Podcast. Come back soon.